Welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Katherine Perry, and I'm so excited for today's aura reading for the waning moon. So if you're new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. Thank you so much for choosing to tune in again. On a lot of the episodes of the Imaginal Space Podcast, I like to take a look at the aura of just you know, whatever's going on. So sometimes it's the aura of a dream. Sometimes it can be a more personal aura that I'm looking at. And today we are looking at the aura of the waning moon. And this one is really, really interesting. Um, All of the auras kind of move in different ways, but this one had very, three very concrete messages that I can't wait to dive deeper into. But first, what I love to do is just take a moment, take a breath, you know, take a couple of moments, you know, so you can set your intention. You know, I set my intention. I set the space. You set the space for yourself. You know, whatever it is that, you know, you want to hold space for. Maybe whatever it is that you want to call in. Whatever it is that you want to release. So we're going to do that first. And then we are going to dive in. We have some very, very beautiful energies coming through for the waning moon. And so with that, we can get started. So I'm going to close my eyes. If you want to, great. And if you're not about it, don't worry about it. You know, do whatever you need to do to just clear and set the space for yourself. And then we will get started. Okay, great. Let's get started. So... Like I said, there are three, all of the auras move in different ways. So I usually just let it reveal itself to me and, you know, whatever wants to come through. But there's a lot in here. Okay, so the first key pair that we're going to look at has a lot to do with healing relationships during this waning moon. So we have the kiss and the nectar, which is a really beautiful pair. So I remember my first time with the kiss very, very well, just because it was one of those cards where it just, the messages could not come through fast enough. I think I, on the very first day that the card ever came through in a reading, I spent like five and a half to six hours with it. You know, it was a lot, it was a very, very powerful medicine that I needed at the time. And what the kiss calls us to do is to take a look, kind of take stock, take inventory of all of our current and past relationships. So I really love looking at relationships. I believe relationships of all sorts, you know, romantic, familial, friendships, all of them, you know, all of them reveal something about yourself. And that's why, you know, I was able to spend so much time with the medicine of the kiss. But the kiss in combination with the nectar is really, really special because the nectar is the card of, you know, having a very flexible approach to medicine and healing. So the nectar is the card of, you know, healing doesn't look any sort of certain way. 
you know, it could be anything, you know, um, for me, sometimes the most healing thing is going to a garden, you know, as kind of, I don't know, maybe trivial as that sounds, but that's the energy of this card. You know, the nectar is kind of just knowing, you know, what's going to make yourself feel better, what makes you, you know, feel more connected to yourself, what makes you feel, you know, calm, you know, what brings your spirit back to life. That is the nectar. So, you know, when I'm really, really run down, when I'm really, really tired and when I need to energize myself. I find the nearest garden. And you know what? That's been true for anywhere that I've been, whether I'm traveling, you know, when even like way back when I was in school or, you know, during like the pandemic, when it was like allowed, you know, whenever I felt like I just didn't have, you know, my normal amount of energy, the garden was my medicine. You know, it was an expression, a very powerful expression of the nectar for me. So the nectar and the kiss specifically for this waning moon is saying, you know, now is the time. And I feel like there, you know what, there are so many brilliant times to be looking at just like, it doesn't even have to be all of your past relationships. It can be just all of the ones that you currently have. You know, I find that the waning moon is a great time for just like kind of shedding and releasing, you know, not a hot take. I'm pretty sure a lot of people bond with the waning moon in that way as well. By the way, if you have a different way of perceiving, you know, the phases of the moon, I love when people have completely different interpretations. I love when people just kind of follow and notice, you know, what it is that is coming up for them, which is also something I love about aura readings because, you know, what the medicine that comes through for me isn't exactly the same as, you know, what will come through for you. So different parts may inspire you to do different things and interpret the energies in different ways. And then, you know, you can do with that what you will. Um, But that is the kiss and the nectar at work. So the kiss is saying, you know, it's time to really, and, you know, it doesn't have to be like, uh, you don't have to like go back. You can go as back as far as you want to, or you can just 100%, you know, stick to the present. But it is the card of, you know, paying attention, especially to your closest relationships, you know? So while I believe that every relationship is important, you know, even somebody you might pass at the gas station, because I, I believe that, you know, the way in which we interact with all people, all forms of life reveals a lot about us. It doesn't have to be about that because that might, you know, depending on how much time you want to take out, you know, during this waning moon that can, you know, be sort of overwhelming. So the kiss says, you know, start or that's actually a better way of saying it. Start with the relationships closest to you. So not necessarily like in a linear way, like, all right, let me go back to like the first person I've ever met or let me go back to the first person I've ever dated or anything like that. It's kind of like start with the ones that are closest to you and then branch out from there. And the reason why the kiss is incredibly valuable, incredibly powerful is because our relationships reveal a lot about patterns and knowing our patterns empowers us to bring ourselves our own medicine going back to the nectar and what's interesting about that is all right so that was kind of the first key part of this or the or is moving really really fast but um is paying attention to our relationships and how that can help us kind of create and alchemize our own unique medicine and then also remember i and i think this is beautiful remembering that you know taking a look and taking the time to honor different aspects and different dimensions of our relationships can be like the sweetest medicine that we can provide ourselves. You know, like that day that I really sat myself down and took a look at 
you know, all of my key relationships, that was incredibly healing for me, you know? So I guess now is the time to do that again. You know, even though I've done that before, it's always so incredibly important to keep reevaluating to kind of just see where you are. So the next two we have are the healer and the orphan. So I love the nectar and the healer together, especially in combination with the kiss, because the healer is the healer is the card of showing up as your own healer, realizing that you have all of the healing power that you could ever possibly need within you. You know, you just need to remember that it's there. So the healer inherently has a couple of messages. Like, yes, it is about, you know, whether or not you claim to be a healer for your career or anything, that's not what these archetypes are about. You know, we all have all 78 archetypes within us, at least within my practice, we do. You know, so whether or not that's what you do, like in your spare time is, you know, 100% up to you. But the healer points out that we all have the opportunity to be our own healers whenever we want, you know? So that's the first part is just the having the healer within you. And then the second part is just remembering how powerful that is and how much power you wield and how much power there is in knowing that you can really show up and hold space for yourself, you know? So the healer and the nectar are really, really powerful together because what that's saying about this waning moon is there's a lot about really tapping into your own healer, showing up as your own healer and developing your own medicine, you know? And the kiss and the orphan. So the orphan is kind of like your classic um, inner wounded child card. So it's not quite like the inner child. It's more of like the um, the wounded child, if anything. So the part of you, you know, all of those themes of rejection, abandonment, that's the orphan, you know? So it has like a little bit of a different flavor. But what I find so beautiful about the orphan, again, we all have the orphan within us. What the orphan has taught me is that it's just, again, we all have it. What's more important is how we treat it and how we relate to it. And there's a lot, and I really love the healer and the orphan together because, so one, another flavor of the healer is actually the wounded healer that goes really well with the orphan, you know, and especially with the kiss that calls us to kind of pay attention to our relationship patterns. All of these cards are really, really powerful together, especially on the waning moon, just because the medicine here says to really, really, and no matter how this shows up to you, it's really, really important to pay attention to, you know, whatever it is your wounded child looks like, you know, so the orphan to learn a lot more about the patterns that you have in relationship. And that's the kiss. So I found that my inner orphan, my inner, you know, wounded child did have a lot to do with, you know, a lot of very, very important past relationships, you know? And so that's why, I mean, I didn't even have, I didn't have this exact aura on that day, but it does explain a lot um, about the kiss. And so all cards bring out different dimensions of one another, which is always, you know, very, very interesting to look at because they all relate to each other in a different way. But there, the message has never been, you know, kind of so not cut and dry, but very, very clear in an aura that now is the time to, you know, really, really take a look at, again, 
you know, whatever the wounded child is paying attention to, you know, our deepest wounds that nobody else sees and that kind of nobody else knows but us. And it's important to know that so we know how they kind of play out in relationships, you know, because, again, that's everywhere. You know, we've all I believe we've all met people who are 100 percent acting from their wounded child and, you know, it's one of those things where if you know what your wounded child looks like, you can kind of tell when somebody else is coming from that place. So you might not know the exact details, but you know, like, OK, that person's not coming from necessarily an empowered place. That person's coming from a wounded place. Let's kind of shift the narrative here. And that's what I was saying earlier about how, you know, we all have the orphan, but it's really, really important just to pay attention to how, you know, we engage with it. The orphan provides us a really beautiful opportunity to learn how to be more compassionate, more accepting, more loving, and more patient with ourselves. And then in turn to do that, you know, with other people, you know, so the more time you spend with the orphan, the more familiar, the more familiar you are with its energy. And that's really, really important to do. I mean, not again, not only for yourself, but for other people. But this is, this seems to be more of like a personal thing. Um, and that then we will get to like the more collective part later. Um, but for now, let's stick to this. So the orphan and the kiss, you know, paying attention to, you know, starting with you, paying attention to, you know, what may have been wounded within you. So you can see how that has shown up in patterns, you know, within all of your relationships. And then the healer. I did mention that a flavor to the healer is the wounded healer. And what I find so interesting about this, so the way that I look at the wounded healer is this. The wounded healer is not, you know, someone who, you know, was hurt in the past and then like healed themselves, you know, and it's like all in the past and then it just never kind of come up, comes up again and then, you know, it's like over. Like for me, there's no like such thing as that. You know, the wounded healer to me is someone who takes the opportunity to kind of face you know, whatever darkness is within them head on and then use that to develop. So we're going to go back to the nectar kind of new healing technology so that whenever they kind of see the same pattern within someone else, they can hold the space, you know, so the wounded healer is not afraid whatsoever to kind of continually just breaking open the ego and then, you know, come from this place of like humility and just humanity because an important part to all of these cards and that's what I really love about the orphan especially the orphan is one of those cards that does remind us that we are all human you know there are some like very mystical like supernatural cards you know in this deck and then there are some really really grounded cards and the orphan is one of those cards that reminds us you know we're all human um we are all experiencing you know the same spectrum of energies you know while being human you know, so it really it's one of those cards that really helps us to honor our humanity, which I really, really like, you know, so the orphan and the healer is really, really powerful in just telling us that, you know, especially during this time, we have all of the power that we need to kind of, you know, really, really get to know our inner orphan and do whatever and engage in whatever healing needs to be done. And the nectar, you know, in combination with all of these cards kind of points to this the nectar is really the card of individualized medicine. You know, your medicine that you need to, you know, confront, you know, your wounded child is not going to be the same as anybody else's. So while we all have the orphan within us, 
the experience of the orphan is not the same. However, the love, compassion, and acceptance and patience that we have, you know, that's easily, you know, transferable to anybody, which I believe is really, really cool. So there's like two dimensions of the nectar there. There's the personal medicine that we develop for ourselves, you know, as we're paying attention to our patterns, you know, as we show up as our own healers, as we, you know, hold space for ourselves and, you know, all that beautiful stuff. And then there's the medicine that we can give by just also, again, we don't need to know the details of everybody's, you know, inner wounded child or anything like that. But that means that but we can still show up for them and kind of guide them. And that's um, that's where the mystic is going to come in. So we have our last pair, which is the empty room and the mystic. So the mystic is the card of transforming the darkness into light. And let me explain a little bit more about how I interpret the mystic. So when people, people love the classic, you know, dynamic duo of light and dark, people love, you know, that duality, you know, even the archetypes, you know, they have, they all have a a light expression and a shadow expression, you know, and the mystic is one of those cards that's not afraid to look at the darkness, which is really, really important in combination with the orphan and the kiss, just because And you know what? You know what's going on here, too? I'm getting this layer of honesty, you know, especially, you know, when the mystic kind of came in here, because I noticed for um, especially when I was engaging with the kiss a lot, it required me to be really, really, really honest. The orphan and the kiss, especially, they require you to be extremely honest and vulnerable just in holding space with yourself, which, you know, sounds super, super easy, depending on who you are, you know, depending on how much time you're willing to really sit with yourself and, you know, sit with who you are, where you've been, what you've done, etc. But this, this is like a very, very, I don't know how to say this, like an honest aura. I mean, honesty is important all the time, but the mystic, so what the mystic does is, so going back to that whole narrative of light and darkness, The way that I interpret any shadow expression or any quote unquote darkness in general is that the darkness is simply love waiting to be brought into the light. So there's love everywhere. You know, there's love, you know, like it, like, for example, the underworld card, the underworld is 100% composed of love. You know, the underworld is a great example. It's not in this aura right now, but of a card of an archetype and energy, a place where you know, there's nothing but love there, but we need to make the choice to reveal it. And so that's the that's the kind of the same energy as the mystic, you know, the mystic's not afraid to look at. And again, that's why it goes really, really well with the orphan, you know, the darkness and quote unquote darkness. I keep forgetting you can't see me, you know, doing my little air quotation marks. But yeah, that is the energy of the mystic, you know, willing to look at all of kind of the rejected, abandoned, you know, aspects of, and you know, what's interesting about this too. So the mystic kind of shows up in the collective part of the aura. And that's why I really, really love it in combination with the orphan and the kiss specifically, because now, you know, it's not just about, you know, facing your own darkness. And then, you know, when, so again, for me, Look, darkness is not like a bad, like air quotes again. It's not like a bad thing, you know? There's nothing bad about it. In fact, I love the mystic and, you know, just darkness in general because it gives you a different, unique opportunity to love the unlovable. Um, 
air quotes, so to speak. So it gives you an opportunity to kind of challenge yourself and expand upon, you know, whatever it is that you thought you could or could not love before, you know? And that's what the orphan does too. You know, the orphan really calls into question, you know, what is it that we have rejected about ourselves? Whatever, you know, what are those aspects of self we have abandoned? You know, that's all the orphan, you know, and that's the honesty piece that I was talking about earlier. Um, Because depending on how much time you spend with this card, and I feel like it's like in a weird way, it's gotten more and more popular as time has gone on. You know, everybody's like, yeah, let me look at my wounded child. Yeah, let me look at my like inner child, you know, all that good stuff. So I believe we're way better with that than we were several years ago, but there's still a lot to learn, you know, and that's what I love about the mystic in the collective aura. I always love it when the mystic or the shadow, the shadow is not in this aura, but or the underworld, you know, shows up in the collective aura because it's like a humbling reminder that all of our shadows are connected. All of our, you know, the collective darkness is, you know, connected. And that just shows going back to the healer, and the nectar a little bit too, how powerful we are because once we accept, you know, reveal the love in all of those dark, shadowy, I'm using my air quotes here, aspects of self, we can do that for the collective as well. You know, so again, darkness is just love basically being weighted, you know, <laughs> darkness is love waiting to be brought into the light. That's it. You know, and that's the job of the mystic. The job of the mystic is to reveal the love that is weaved into the darkness. And then so the mystic inherently transforms darkness into light. You know, and I love that. And so the empty room, which is the last archetype in this aura, is also really, really beautiful in this context because the empty room calls us to kind of get uncomfortable. You know, the empty room is, it's kind of, it's this, so imagine just actually very, very good example. Um, I've never done this before, not for an extended period of time or anything like that. Um, but imagine if you've ever been on like a silent retreat and you have like, and you're in one of those silent retreats where you have nothing but like a bed, you know, you, and you're, you're totally cared for. You have like the food that you need. Um, but all you have is kind of yourself, you know, and that's the beauty and the challenging, you know, discomfort of the empty room. So the empty room brings in this energy of it's really, really time to get uncomfortable and spend as much time with ourselves as possible. And that's where the mystic comes in, you know, with the empty room. Because the the empty room is the card of no more distractions, you know? It's like time to, and that's why it goes really, really well with every single other energy in this aura. You know, the empty room and the orphan, you know, really sitting with the orphan, getting to know the orphan getting to know, you know, our inner wounds and really, really holding space for them. You know, that doesn't really happen without distractions or really finding out who we are, you know, as our own healers. That doesn't happen without distraction either, you know. So the empty room provides a container for no distractions, no distractions so we can really engage with our own inner healers, engage, you know, find that flavor of the wounded healer. Because I believe that, again, we all, we're all healers in different ways, but we're all really, really our own unique, like wounded healers. But also a lot of those wounds have the same patterns and the same energy, which is very, very fascinating to me. You know, we all have our own very unique, complex, like third dimensional stories, but the energy behind them, you know what I mean? Like you've definitely met someone before where you can connect to them. 
you know, because while your story might not be the same, your third dimensional story, you can still connect to them, you know? So that's like the power of the wounded healer there, you know, which I really, really like. But yes, empty room, no distractions. So you can access your inner healer. So you can pay attention to patterns with the kiss. And then also, so you can create your own sweet medicine with the nectar. And then, so you can transform, you know, darkness into light with the mystic, you know? So the empty room is a challenging card in that it does call you to be uncomfortable, but the lightest expression of the empty room is actually infinite possibility. So a synonym for the empty room is the void. You know, again, nothing there. You know, you're kind of sitting there like, "Mm, I don't really know, you know, what might come from this. I don't just like dropping all expectations and really, really sitting with yourself. That's the energy of the empty room. You know, for example, that archetype came a lot, came through a lot, you know, during the height of the pandemic, you know, especially for me, because I was in one of those positions where I had a lot of time to myself, you know, and everybody's experience of the pandemic was different. But um, so that's that energy. Um, if you're one of those people that had a lot of time to yourself during the pandemic, that's kind of the energy of the empty room, the energy of like kind of no distractions. And it's a little bit uncomfortable to not have distractions, you know, so, usually something anything all the time is distracting us, you know, whether it's our family and by the way, not in a bad way. When I say distraction, I just mean anything that's taking you away from kind of the just putting attention on your spirit. That's it, you know? So it's not a negative thing. It's just, it's taking your attention away, you know? So our families, our friends, our phones, you know, all those like kind of cliche examples, those are all distractions or even, um, Some would say the ability to kind of go outside and walk around, that's also a distraction, you know, depending on how you look at it, you know, there are so many different distractions and the empty room says get rid of them all, you know, because like I said earlier, the lightest expression of the empty room is infinite possibilities. And so there's a lot of internal energy, you know, coming through, sorry, Um, there's a lot of internal energy coming through in this aura, you know, the kiss with looking at our inner patterns, the nectar, finding our own inner medicine, the healer, you know, accessing our inner healer, the orphan, really, you know, an inward card going inward, finding our wounds. And again, the lightest expression of the orphan is love, compassion, acceptance, and patience. You know, that's what the orphan teaches us. The more we can dive deep into, you know, what those wounding patterns are, the more loving, (laughs) compassionate, patient, and accepting we become, you know, and that's a beautiful, beautiful gift. In fact, that's a beautiful medicine, going back to the nectar. And that's a, just a beautiful way to heal ourselves, you know, going back to the healer. So that was very quick. I feel like sometimes, you know, sometimes the auras are a little bit slow in that they reveal, you know, different aspects of themselves. And there's a lot of different combinations. But this one is really, really, really clear, you know. And so for me... Um, my intention was to kind of look at, so usually, you know, in the beginning when I asked you to kind of set your intention a little bit, my intention was to kind of look at, you know, what during this waning moon, how can I cleanse my spirit, you know, as much as possible, you know, what energies can I engage in, engage with, you know, in order to kind of just cleanse and reset my spirit a little bit. You know, so starting with the kiss, a way that I can kind of just cleanse everything is to pay attention to, you know, where I am, you know, within my relationships, you know, what, 
what kind of clues do, does that provide to, you know, see where I am? And that's really, really important. You know, an important part of cleansing your own spirit is finding your own unique medicine, showing up as your own healer, paying attention to the orphan, which again is something that not everybody else wants, not everybody wants to do, you know, sitting with myself, the empty room, and then being willing again, after looking at especially the orphan and the kiss, you know, whatever darkness it is that I find not being afraid of it because I can channel the healer, channel the mystic, and then just reveal the love that already exists, which is, again, it's an incredibly powerful, powerful medicine. So that was my intention, you know, during the waning moon was kind of like, you know, again, yeah, how can I just kind of cleanse my spirit before the new moon? Do you know what I mean? And release whatever it is that I need to release so I can just kind of, you know, start again. So that was my intention. You know, I'm not sure whatever, you know, yours was, but it was very, very, it's very interesting because again, we can all set different intentions, you know, with the archetypes, with the auras, and they can all give us the appropriate medicine. They're just so, you know, multidimensional in that way, um, which is so amazing. But they're honestly, all auras are made of love, you know, and love can show up for you in infinite forms. So that doesn't surprise me at all. So this one was super short. But again, so cut and dry. And I really, really love that. You know how just, I just, I love how clear this one was, you know? So again, we have a ton of ways to, you know, just kind of cleanse, release, you know, looking at relationships, you know, the medicine that comes from them, being our own healers, you know, not being willing to face the darkness, being willing to just sit with ourselves. Beautiful, very easy, simple medicine. I was going to say medicine and message. They came together to create a funny word. Very, very simple medicine. Very, very simple message. So now we're going to go out the same way that we came in. You know, what I like to do during this time is just say thank you. You know, thank you to all of our guides, spirits, you know, ancestors, or just like yourself, you know, for coming through and just sharing space with yourself. That's equally important. So we're just going to take a couple of moments of silence and do that now. And then we will close out. Okay, perfect. All right. I love that this one was so just like a kind of like it's like a cute mini episode. Um, Yes, I really, really enjoyed, you know, sharing space with you today. Um, If you could possibly, you know, rate, review, subscribe. That's really, really important for podcasting. Otherwise, I will talk to you next time. (music) 